welcome everyone to Jeff's Thanksgiving 2021 special. Yay! I know you're all excited. Now, as I mentioned on the last episode of the podcast, I'm going to try and make this one. No, I am going to make this one PG, not even PG-13. Any dirty words that I accidentally say, hopefully I say none. But if I do and it's part of a rant that I can't take out, I will buzz it, beep it, whatever, make sure it's not there. So if you are traveling on Thanksgiving and you need something to listen to, that's what this is for. But feel free to listen to it when your kids aren't around. That's fine. Just a heads up, I promised I would give a warning, a rating. It's all good. Pretty much any ages, all ages. Fun for the whole family. So before I get into the discussion about Thanksgiving, let me point out it is Sunday night before Thanksgiving. So November 21st, 2021 for the documentarians. And I am playing a weird game of chicken with my furnace and its limit switch. So I realized when I woke up yesterday morning, Saturday morning, that my house was cold. And I did a little bit of quick research trying to figure out what the issue was. I thought maybe it's the thermostat because the thermostat stat wasn't showing anything. I'm like, well, that's not good. I mean, there was a fan, a blower motor running in my basement in the furnace unit, so I know that it was doing something, but I had to turn off the fuse for the furnace because if that blower's running, now I'm just getting cold air blown through my house, and it got chilly. I went to a friend's house to watch the Buckeye game on Saturday after discovering this with my furnace. Want to give a shout out to Tim and Brittany, as well as the Huttingers. This is all inside information, people, but I'm giving my shout outs. But after the game, I went home. I did more research. I looked up more stuff about the furnace. I looked at the furnace. I'm pretty handy when it comes to stuff. So I wasn't afraid to tinker around as long as I know that the fuse is shut off. That's key, people, to keep yourself from getting electrocuted to death. So I went out, I bought a thermostat, I installed that thermostat. Now this thermostat had batteries, whereas the other one did not. It was getting power from the furnace. So this one, at least now, I was able to see what the temperature in my house was, which was in the high 50s. Little nippy. I do have a gas fireplace, so I cranked that baby up. I also would heat my oven up to certain temperatures, ideally 450. And then once it's heated, I would open the door and vent all of that heat out into the house and I do have one space heater that I took into the bedroom because it was pretty chilly when I went to bed but today after a little more research and realizing it wasn't the thermostat but at least now I know I installed the thermostat properly so thank you I know stop it it was just the thermostat oh gosh I'm embarrassed But I realized it's something called a limiter switch that's kind of tripping. It's tripping, man. But it's tripping this little button that you touch mm, on the limiter switch, but it was keeping my heat from kicking on, and that's why just the blower was running. So I pressed the button this morning. Flipped the fuse back on, went up to the thermostat, flipped it to heat, and god dang it, that daggum heat started coming out of them there vents. 
I was pretty proud of myself and impressed with the fact that all I had to do was push a button. But it's, uh, I think there's a fault in the limit switch. I will have to replace that, but it's like 11 bucks. The thermostat I bought was like 22. We're looking at 33 bucks, people. This is the joy of being independent and self-sufficient and not being afraid to look at stuff on your own. I just made an edit there. I had said a different word and I reset that line. You're welcome, parents but I probably would have paid at least $100 at this time of year around a holiday just to have a company come out and look at it and tell me what they think the problem is. I think I'm going to fix this thing with $33. Bam! Because I'm not afraid to go down to my furnace and take the cover off and look at the pilot light and press the limit switch. They don't know what that means. It's fine. It's fine. Don't get angry at me. You can turn this off anytime, Mom. So here we are well into the podcast, and I have not discussed anything about Thanksgiving. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to start out with something that isn't really Thanksgiving related, but Thanksgiving, you know, the main idea is the pilgrims had a meal with the Native Americans or the Indians, as it could be called. Not if you're politically correct, Jeff. I know that's why I said Native Americans. But it was like a bread breaking. It was this communal, the white man is not trying to hurt anyone type of celebration that we still celebrate today. We'll get to all that, the history. But recently there has been a big discussion on what is called, and I hate this term, cultural appropriation. Honestly, it's such a stupid term that I didn't know what it meant the first 15 times that I heard it. I had an idea, but then in context, I'd be like, is that really? No, maybe I'm wrong. Now I know what it is. Let's, I'm going to tell you, if you don't know exactly what cultural appropriation is, it is the act of taking things from another culture, especially if showing a lack of understanding and disrespect. So really, let's boil it down. It's, you're finding another term for racism, but one that's branded differently from racism of black people. Because if you do blackface and play trumpet in a Louis Armstrong tribute band, that is racist, not cultural appropriation. So this tends to apply to Asian, Indian, both Indians, the Indians from India and the Native Americans. Just like recently at Halloween, I saw a lot of posts online about people saying, you can't dress your child as Pocahontas. Well, let me tell you the opposite of cultural appropriation, which is cultural appreciation. Oh, all these fun words, kids. Don't you just feel worse knowing they exist? Me too. But cultural appreciation is seeking to acquire a knowledge and understanding of another culture while showing honor and respect to the culture, its practices, and its history. So if a little girl wears a Pocahontas costume, you think she's being disrespectful and isn't interested in that culture? Bullsugar! She wants to be Pocahontas. That is like imitation is the highest form of flattery. It's not an insult. Quit worrying about that stuff. Hey, guess what? If that is wrong, then Native American and Asian 
and black children can't dress up as Buzz Lightyear or Superman or Batman. Because that's part of the white culture. Did you take time to learn about us? Or are you just appropriating? Let's be clear. I'm not boiling the issue of race, minorities, stereotypes, those huge arguments. I'm not boiling that down to this. I'm just saying cultural appropriation is essentially used as racism. People don't want to admit it, but can we please cut these stupid terms out of our society and our vernacular? Also along these lines is the whole thing we've seen recently with sports teams having to change because a lot of their team names, chants, etc. are referencing Native American culture. I don't want to say they're making fun of it. I mean, look at the Atlanta Braves. The Braves. What is wrong with saying brave? When a team that every year makes it their goal to be the champion uses a term for their team name, that's hard to take as disrespect or negative, but people do. The Washington Redskins in the NFL are now the Washington football team. That's such an original name. It's really stupid. I hate that they're just the Washington football team. And I mean, I guess I understand if it's like just flipping the finger, but once again, Redskin, that could be a little questionable. Even, you know, the Cleveland Indians, who are now the Cleveland Guardians, Indians could be questionable. I think Braves, like that's supportive, it's strong. They even do war chants to slay other white people. And keep in mind, if these teams were owned by Native Americans, it would be perfectly fine. It's all about who's using it. Guess what, people? We're all Americans. African American, Native American, Asian American, white guy. We're the only ones who don't have American in our title. Man. All right, so let's keep it moving. Let's get to Thanksgiving. Let me point out, if you are someone who agrees with cultural appropriation and someone shouldn't wear a Pocahontas costume, that is offensive. How dare you? If you think that, you should not be celebrating Thanksgiving. If you think that it's atrocious that sports teams are using Native Americans in order to celebrate their sport, if you think that, you should not be celebrating Thanksgiving. You are a mother piece of numb pencil brains of hypocrite. You don't agree? Well, listen further. I'm going to explain to you why you are a hypocrite. Not all of you. And I have to assume that the majority of people that would get really upset about a child wearing a Pocahontas costume are probably not listeners of my podcast. But if you're listening just simply because you hate me, oh, I'm going to drop some facts on you. And it's going to be so delicious. Strap in. And now, to the real story of Thanksgiving. It all started when the pilgrims of the Mayflower invited the Wampanoag tribe to a harvest feast and celebration, breaking bread and communing peacefully. That's a really good story, Jeff. Well, that's not necessarily how it happened. Let's go back to the real history of Thanksgiving, which would have started in the 1500s, the first documented Thanksgiving celebrations and feasts of settlers in in the U.S. were by the French and the Spaniards. By 1607, Thanksgiving had become routine in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 
And the first permanent settlers of Jamestown, Virginia, had a Thanksgiving holiday celebration in 1610. In 1619, there were new English settlers, and they said of Thanksgiving, The land of Virginia shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of Thanksgiving to Almighty God. All right, so we're we're unearthing the truth. Thanksgiving is just another, you know, white guy, hardcore Christian holiday. Three years after that... After the Indian Massacre of 1622, I, sh- I guess I should mention the Indian Massacre of 1622. I'm sorry, the Native American Massacre. I didn't want to culturally appropriate anyone. That doesn't even make sense. But after the massacre, a lot of the outlying settlers in Virginia and around Jamestown, they abandoned their camps to have their celebration in, as the text on Wikipedia tells me, other more secure spots. They were moving their celebrations around to get away from the Indian fighting. So let's rewind from the Indian Massacre of 1622. Let's rewind one year. We are now at Plymouth Plantation. The settlers from the Mayflower have landed. 100 settlers consisting of many women and children. Not exactly a soldier or aggressive or intimidating group of settlers. Unfortunately, plague and disease wiped out a lot of them, including all of the Indians and different tribes around them were all being wiped out by this same plague and disease. I'm sure this was some white man disease being brought on by these week-long boat trips. It was probably like scurvy 19. Get it? COVID 19? That was dumb. But with the settlers and the Indians being decimated by the plague and disease, the Wampanoag tribe formed like an alliance with the Plymouth Rock Pilgrims. And the Indians were very helpful with teaching the Pilgrims how to use the land. They taught them how to catch eel. That's a weird thing. They taught them how to grow corn. That's kind of an important thing. They also gave them their own food when the supplies from the English government that came during the winter were not sufficient. These Wampanoag tribe members stepped up and said, here's some of our supplies. Here's some of our rations. That was very nice. So now here we come to roughly late September and these Plymouth pilgrims have finished their first harvest. And it was a good harvest, probably because someone taught you how to grow corn. And in celebration, they threw a three-day feast, a freaking party. However, accounts from the day do not reveal this as being a Thanksgiving feast. So all the Thanksgivings I referenced before, you know, just white man Christian stuff, no big deal. That's not what we're celebrating. We're celebrating this one event, even though it was not a Thanksgiving feast. Also, there's a good chance they didn't have any turkey or cranberry sauce. I'm guessing they ate a metric buttload of corn. Have you ever eaten a lot of corn? I'll tell you, I'm a fan of corn on the cob. And there's been many a summer that I've had an obsession with grilled corn on the cob to the point where I was eating, I don't know, five, six cobs a week. Now let me talk to you about how your digestive system works, or rather, when it chooses not to. There are certain things that your digestive system just says, No, you go ahead. I have other fish to fry. No pun intended. So when you eat too much corn, essentially the toilet begins to look more and more like a lemon Skittles factory. 
trying to put this as mildly and cleanly as possible, I may be failing. So research has shown that this particular quote-unquote finger quotes Thanksgiving celebration took place between roughly September 21st and November 11th of 1621, most likely happening around the 29th. Remember, this was a three-day festival, so give or take, this three-day festival included 50 pilgrims from the Mayflower. Now, I'm going to tell you, a hundred of them arrived 50 of them. Half of them had died from disease and plague. I mean, at what point do you say, I I don't like this neighborhood anymore? In addition to the pilgrims were 90 Native Americans, primarily of the Wampanoag tribe. Okay, look, I know you want peace, but this was your chance, Wampanoag. There were 90 of you and 50 of them. That's kind of your bad. So this sounds like a really, okay, well, that is kind of Thanksgiving, right? That is what we're celebrating. Let me point out the last fact that descendants of the Wampanoag tribe have stated that the feast and the celebration were actually set up primarily for the pilgrims. They didn't invite the Indians. But when they got riled up later at night during this three-day feast and celebration, they were firing their guns into the air, and the Wampanoag tribe feared war, so they went to the camp only to find out, Oh, wait, you're having a big party? Maybe the message went into my spam folder. No, of course, they didn't have email or spam folders back then. That's just for the children, the rest of you. I hope you know that. And then, of course, when the Wampanoag tribe showed up and was, finger quotes, warmly greeted by the pilgrims, now the uh, Wampanoag tribe people also started giving food to the feast. It's kind of messed up. I mean, it's BYOB, I guess. So that is the Thanksgiving. You guys celebrate a big party by white people, and they did not invite the Native Americans. Awkward. And instead, we're just loud, noisy, ruckus people keeping the Wampanoag tribe awake at night until they finally had to go over there and be like, can you turn your guns down, please? We're trying to sleep. And they said, oh, what's going on here? I see a lot of food. We kind of gave you a lot of food. Remember that last winter? I mean, it's, you know, that was a gift. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. It's a little messed up. If you have an issue with cultural appropriation, guess what? You should not celebrate Thanksgiving. If you're going to take a stance against a girl wearing a Pocahontas costume, how dare you? How dare you even have deli-sliced turkey on Thanksgiving, you hypocrite. But wait, there's more. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about the history of Thanksgiving as a celebrated holiday, like nationally. Like, when did it become what we know it as today? So in 1789, George Washington made the first, like, official presidential proclamation that had to do anything with Thanksgiving, and it was basically just him wanting to celebrate a war victory against the British. Right, that's not all right. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln, he declared that the last Thursday in November, not every November, just the November of 1863, be to give, and I quote, Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. All right, here we go. White man. Heaven, Christian, this is not what we think of as Thanksgiving. 
It's supposed to be a cultural acceptance holiday, not a religious Christian holiday. But it is. Just a heads up. On June 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant signed into law the Holidays Act. The Holidays Act sounds like something you'd see on the Hallmark Channel around Christmas time. The Holiday Act, now streaming on Netflix, starring Alicia Silverstone and Kristen Wiig. Anyway, he signed the Holiday Act, the Holidays Act, to be precise, making Thanksgiving a yearly appointed federal holiday. So, 1870, that's when it went into, like, every year. Here we go. We're celebrating this. Put it on your calendar. It's not that long ago. There's only been 151 federally recognized Thanksgivings in our modern time. I did the math. I've celebrated 30% of all the Thanksgivings that have ever been had as a federally recognized annual holiday. I am an old man. So last but not least, let's talk about Thanksgiving dinner. We all love a little turkey at Thanksgiving. Let me tell you that Americans buy around 365 million pounds, that's 183,000 tons, of turkey in just the last week of November alone. That's a lot of turkey. A Boeing 737, that's the most common plane used by commercial airliners. A Boeing 737 weighs 91,300 pounds. So the amount of turkey bought... In the last week of November, one week in America, not the world, is roughly the equivalent weight of 4,000 737s, 4,000 commercial airliners. That's a lot of turkey. Cranberry sauce. That is something that, honestly, I've only adopted in maybe the last 10 years. Growing up, I'm sure it was around at all the Thanksgivings, but I just saw it as a side that made no sense. No one taught me how to use it properly. But now I love cranberry sauce. And while this year I'm not doing Thanksgiving, normally I cook the entire meal. And I will tell you that, hands down, homemade cranberry sauce is way better than the canned jellied garbage. I know a lot of people are like, I like the canned cranberry sauce. Just buy some cranberry jelly. It's the same thing. But making homemade cranberry sauce is very easy, very cheap. It is worth it. Now, stuffing, on the other hand, not worth it. I tried it one year. You got to, like, dry out bread, like a whole loaf of bread and cube it and add all this and stuff. And at the end of the day, it's like it was not as good as stovetop, which would have been a buck twenty-nine at Kroger. And my daughter, Zoe, she's a huge fan of stuffing. That's, like, her favorite part of Thanksgiving. Luckily, the year I made the homemade stuffing, I did have a backup box of ready-to-go, easy-to-make stuffing, and boy, did that come in handy. So I don't recommend homemade stuffing to anyone unless you just have a lot of time. I keep my Thanksgiving dinners that I make very basic. You've got your turkey. I make mashed potatoes, very creamy, no chunks, mm, buttery, milky, delicious.
little pan gravy from the turkey, homemade cranberry sauce, box made stovetop stuffing. I don't do the green bean casserole. I'm not a fan of canned green beans. I love fresh green beans, maybe tossed with a little lemon juice and butter and garlic. Delightful. Canned green beans are And then you're gonna be like, hey, but wait, I added a creamy sauce and a bunch of other stuff that you can't identify at first glance. It might be bugs, who knows? No, thank you. Pumpkin pie, of course, everyone gets the pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. It would make more sense at Halloween, but for some reason Thanksgiving is when the pumpkin pie comes out. I like pumpkin pie, but if there's any other pie on the table other than pumpkin, I will get that pie. Unless it's, you know, like diarrhea pie, at which point I will have the pumpkin pie, please. A large slice, hold the diarrhea. So I hope anyone listening to this on Thanksgiving Day this year, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope I have not completely ruined it for you, but it's always nice to have perspective. Make sure you go follow me on Facebook, TikTok, or Twitter at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Gobble, gobble. I'm Jeff. Oh, awkward. And I'm Jeff. A large slice. Hold the diarrhea. Good night. Good night.